This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we hear how Roland Dane kept Remy Meyer well in check following her success with the super cheap auto car. Um, yeah, I just told him, like, oh... It felt good. Like that. That was a nice, um, nice uh, thing to take off. Uh, Bethos top ten straight away, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna. He's like, oh, don't, don't be uh, too proud. You didn't win. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna come back for more. What do you think? <laughs> Declan Fraser talked about the regime that kept him fit and healthy to get the best finish for a wild card. Even this weekend, I was the first time I've had someone come away with me to make sure that my both foods and drink and hydration, everything was on point and it was really good for me to have someone there to help me with that. And Greg Murphy says it's not going to be eight years before we see him in a supercar again. And it's been a, a journey and a story um, and that's great, And that, but that's it. They are all coming up today as we continue our look back at the Bathurst 1000 and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock from Craig Gravel, and we're having a final look back at the Bathurst 2022 race. Craig, not many more fallout from uh, this year's race, but it's certainly be interesting to hear some of these interviews. You did quite a number on the Sunday evening. The uh, overall impression was it ran far better than we expected it to. Uh, you know, while there's a great portent of... Uh, of uh, rain and all those sort of things, the race actually ran far drier than most people expected. Yes, that's right. And it had its share of intrigue. It had its share of stories. And some of these stories are the the stories that people are, are getting to now after you get through the big headlines. Now we're getting into sort of the... the uh, dessert if you like because it's looking at all those hidden gems that we had and uh, that includes Remy Meyer the engineer of her first supercar race and it turns out to be the best finish of a supercar a wild card at Bathurst we have Declan Fraser the co-pilot of that same effort we also speak a bit later in the show to Greg Murphy who has had a a long time out of the seat, as you'll hear in the interview. And 
won't be getting back in the seat anytime soon there, Tony. We also speak to Cameron Hill, who was the second driver in the Coca-Cola car. And interestingly, they're staying with that livery into the Gold Coast and Adelaide for the rest of the year, Tony. We also will have a new livery for the subway car kicking off at the Gold Coast in other news and diverting us from the fact that we speak to Lee Holsworth. So it's still quite an interesting show with some very different points of view and very different results. And first of all, let's hear from Remy Meyer, of course, who has her first debut at Datus 1000. She's been doing Declan Fraser's engineering after a number of years within AAA and certainly interesting to hear her point of view on the job that she did and what they achieved. Remy Meyer, your first weekend in the main game as the lead on the team. How did that go? Yeah, um, obviously the conditions the whole weekend was pretty tricky. They were, we had um, wet running, try running. We thought it would be wet and was try again. And we kind of knew it could be a try race. So we obviously needed to prepare the car for with a try setup, but we barely had a chance to. So it wasn't easy always um, preparing right for the session, but we I think we went, we got through everything very well. Declan had an amazing wet session as well on uh, Friday, P5, no, so yesterday, P6. And um, yeah, then the race was pretty good today for us as well. We started P14, could make our way up in the top 10 early and and um, ended up P8, which is amazing result for us, for the team. Obviously, we are not as um, running as a team as some of the other who are racing every other weekend. So that it was pretty, pretty amazing weekend for us. We had no technical issues with the car. So it's a um, pretty good team effort from everyone. You had Roland working on strategy as well as you working through the engineering. Yeah. And I guess you've got that teamwork from GT as well. Yeah, correct. Um, I work with uh, Roland is on all the GT races in Australia. He came to one race actually in Asia as well, where I'm usually at. So, but obviously I worked with him uh, alongside him um, before. And in 2019, he was a team manager in Asia as well. So... Um, yeah, I know how he takes, he knows how I take, and uh, yeah, we work together well. And does this taste mean you want it more? Um, yeah, he, I just told him, like, oh, that, it felt good, like, that, that was a nice um, nice uh, thing to take off, uh, Bethos top 10 straight away, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm gonna, he's like, oh, don't, don't be uh, too proud, you didn't win, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna come back for more, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, sure, um, I mean, it, it is... Um, very exhausting i need to say it's a very exhausting obviously it's always emotion the start of the big race first race you've been nervous but um yeah obviously you want more now <laughs> you've been involved in some big gt races yeah but correct six hour, six and a half hours before you even looked like you were getting to the last fuel stop that's that's a long day and it's a lot of stress yeah yeah i mean you don't feel it so much mostly during the race because you're just concentrated and just keep going and you you cannot even yeah blink kind of because you always have the data you have the timing you have the footage you need to be you have your fuel strategy you need to be top of everything um so it goes much faster by than you think but then after it especially all everything crushed down you get pretty tired <laughs> well congratulations yeah, uh, when you're watching the car in that top five position you're thinking can we hold on yeah no it's um it was a um, very good day for us um 100 <laughs> Declan Fraser certainly is somebody who 
has uh, had a uh, wonderful impact in the series this year. And boy, did they choose right in bringing him on board with Craig Lowndes, as he'll now describe his run at the hill. Yeah. Well, not only did you do a Bathurst 1000, make your debut and finish and do all well, but you did it with somebody that, well, he's got a bit of experience here. Just, so, just a bit. Just, so how was that? Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty super, let's just say that. Um, I can't believe that highest ever wild card finisher in um, Bathurst history as well. So we made history today with Bongo. super cheap order on Triple Eight. We had three Triple Eight cars um, in the top ten. So for us, crazy successful day. And um, obviously, you always want to be a bit further up. But to tell you the truth, I'm very happy. P8 on debut with um, a legend of the sport, and I learned so much this weekend. And that's all I wanted to do. And to come away with an awesome result as well. It's just an extra bonus. I think when I spoke to you last time, which I can't remember if it was Tail and Bend or Sandan or wherever it was, I said, the thing you need to learn about is which side to put the tomato sauce on the hot dog. Did Craig yeah. teach you that? There was no hot dogs this weekend. We're full Bugger. athlete mode. So Bugger. yeah, Lara had us on... Um, Lara and Josh, my uh, sports scientist, had us on uh, some nice pasta and chicken and stuff this weekend. So, yeah, there's no hot dogs. That obviously us. did the job for yeah, you, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that kept us going, carved up. Given that this is by far the longest race you've ever done, and while you didn't drive a thousand k's, how many laps did you do in total? Um, just over seventy, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, to tell you the truth, it was pretty cool to, for me to get the experience around the mountain and do so many laps. Obviously, if I move up to main game next year, there are a lot longer races than they are in Super Two. So, um, to get the experience, I guess it's probably one of the most physically demanding places. Um, across the top, it, it, it's very good experience leading into next year. Okay. Um, well, of course, um, Adelaide's uh, 250s. Yeah. And if they're going to be in the first week of December, they could be some fairly demanding sort of races too. Yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty hot and stickier here in Adelaide. And yeah. But I've never been there, so I'm actually just excited oh, okay. to, to learn a new track and hopefully we can close out the championship while we're there. Now, given that you did 86s, I'm correcting. Yes. Right. Steve Owen is somebody that you should meet and know. Yes, I do know Stevie. Well, I was there the weekend that um, Stevie Owen, um, he nearly did himself a, a, a permanent injury. Yeah. I went and visited him in the hospital after he uh, dehydrated. Yeah, right. He had a whole bunch of failures. Make it a point to talk to Stevie at some stage and find out what not to do. Yeah, yeah, okay? exactly. Yeah, because I'm pretty yeah. pretty happy we've got. Um, even this weekend, it was the first time I've had someone come away with me to make sure that my um, both food and drink and hydration, everything was on point, and it was really good for me to have someone there to help me with that. And I'd done done everything right and lasted the whole stints and felt really fresh at the end of all of them. So. I think uh, leading into Adelaide, just make sure I keep up my fitness and hydration and everything, and we should be all right. And one of the other things, well, Justin Murray, I'm sure, has been an enormous value yeah. and help to you. I don't think any time your weekend would have been as orchestrated ever again in your life as it was when you've done the Super Cheap job. Justin, like you said, Justin from Super Cheap, Justin Murray, he is, um, he is a legend. He yeah. is. What he's done for not only myself and Craig, but the whole Super Cheap Auto brand, to make this all possible, it's yeah, it's next to none, and I can't thank him enough and everyone from Super Chief for their help this weekend. And it's been a big, big couple of months lead up to this, and we're finally here, and we came away with a fantastic result. So it all made it worth it. Well done, Declan Fraser. Fantastic job. Thank Congratulations. You, mate. Look forward to hearing of your next plans. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate Cheers, it, mate. Thank you. And now let's hear from Cameron Hill, of course, who's Declan Fraser's teammate. In the Triple Eight uh, Development Series, um, a great debut with Coca-Cola 
and uh, the premier racing team for Cameron. Cameron Hill, an interesting debut at Bathurst, but the Coca-Cola car to treat, and you certainly have got a big smile on your face finishing your first Bathurst. Yeah, it was an amazing weekend. Um, just the, the whole atmosphere of it, you know, first proper Bathurst, you know, since COVID time. So it was great to see so many people here camping despite the weather. Um, but, you know, as far as the racing went, yeah, I had an absolute blast, you know, to be racing in the 1000 is a dream of mine. And, um, you know, we were looking pretty good there at one point too. It was an interesting race and the car with sequences some stages you're up in the top 10 other stages you're in the bottom 20 it's it was a very weird race to be trying to follow where were you guys thinking the car speed was throughout the day yeah we we were battling along at the in the early stages we we just had to keep double stacking so it was hard for us to get track position uh, and then once the race sort of freed up and opened up a little bit, uh, unfortunately the subway car had an issue, but then we were sort of able to make our stops freely and, and that's when we really gained um, a lot of uh, momentum. Um, you know, our pace, you know, we probably weren't going to pass Shane for the win or anything, but um, we had good pace and I feel like we were able to hold, hold um, a consistent pace and, you know, if luck went our way, like we were right on the door of the top 10 before the power steering went. So what does this do for you into 2023 now? Well, it makes me hungry. It makes me hungry to come back because um, it was a big, probably a big, uh, big eye-opening experience, you know, as to what goes into this, this uh, race and this category. So, um, you know, I'm really hungry to come back and give it another shot. Well, congratulations. Uh, just finishing your first Bathurst 1000 is a huge achievement and uh, to do it with what was a relatively straight car when you consider the race. Yeah, no, we were, we were very glad to have brought it home. Um, although, yeah, had that power steering not have uh, let go, we were, we were looking really good. Greg Murphy is, of course, a man who's well known at Bathurst. Lots of uh, wins and uh, that momentous lap of the gods, as they say. He finally went quicker than that lap of the gods, which he was very relieved about in practice on the Friday. Let's hear from Greg Murphy on his Bathurst return. Well, Greg Murphy, oh, I can't remember. Five years since you were last here in the mountain? No, it's eight. Eight? Seems like five. But it doesn't seem you like didn't five look to like, me. It didn't look like you'd been out of it for that long. Yeah, eight. Eight years. You got done over by the old-fashioned having to stack for lounge. <laughs> no, that, that's listen. There's there's a lot of lot of little bits and pieces that um, uh, didn't um, help us today. But then there's some things that did. So it's just another typical Bathurst. Um, we had we had a we had a pile of little issues that um, made our lives hard. But um, at, in the end of it all, finished eleventh. Um, Richie proved his speed. I uh, got through without uh, too many scathing scathes. So you know. Um, I'm a, I'm a bit exhausted, to be honest. Eight years out of the car, how do you feel about your performance? And can you measure the gap between where you were and where you are now? Uh, yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of a lot of gaps. I mean, it's um, it, the, the, the sport is 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 essentially the same, but the cars have just evolved, and you know, and it and it just highlights the the guys that are driving these cars incredibly well and winning and and um, driving them day in, day out. The effort that they put in is astonishing. And, you know, I, I take my hat off to, to those that are, that, you know, um, 
Hello, mate. But I didn't see ya. Thanks. Hey, Maddie. You all right? Crazy day. Great job. Yeah, it's good. Well done to you, mate. Well done. Where's you guys? Uh, 11. It's good. Yeah. Actually is, I think. No, it's, you did well. How did you find driving? Oh, it was no problem. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, physically I didn't have any issues or yeah. anything like that. It's just, um, good. it's just, you know, the challenge of trying to work it all out as you go and try to make gains and yeah. deal with wet tracks on slicks and all the craziness. Yeah, that's pretty. It was mad. It was mad. I got in at the first restart where it was like damp getting into the chase and it was like, holy. Yeah. And like I got, got you were out there, and I got guys coming underneath me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. if I go any later, I'm sure I'm gonna crash. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, don't worry. I was like, fuck. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good. Anyway, good job. Just so, is it eight years till we see you back in a supercar? Or this is it? The helmets up? Absolutely, I do not. You know, I didn't need this to start with, and I certainly don't need to do it again. Um, it's been a privilege and an honour, and I feel very. Uh, yeah, as a privilege to have the opportunity to do this, but um, and it's there's been good reasons, and it's been a, a journey and a story, um, and that's great. And that, but that's it. Any racing at all? Oh yeah, I do. I do, I do stuff for fun. Um, I still like driving cars, but not a, not at this not at this level. I was listening to some of my old shows from like twenty odd years ago, and one of the things that grabbed me was how long it was until you were able to secure the main game. You were you're running in the super touring, but not oh, in the. Long. It, it, it just from the audio that I was listening back to. It it did seem like I mean, it, no, it I, took I, a bit of juggling around till you got that no, permanent no, break. No, no, um, not at all. I, you know, I got given the uh, a, a co-drive opportunity my not long after I'd been in Australia twelve months, um, and then. You know, I got given the opportunity when Craig went to Europe at the end of 96, so I got the chance to drive full-time in 97, so it wasn't long. Um, you know, considering there's very few spots, and I was in a factory factory team with Peter Brock as a teammate, so, you know, I, I, I then, you know, then I uh, was, got stepped aside and for 98, but, um, you know, by 99 I was full-time again, so, you know, I, I, I had a pretty, pretty short um, sort of run to being a, a main game and a permanent a permanent uh, fixture. One of the things that reflecting on was how you started in the media and you're back in the media. Well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to be in the media. I was, um, I was, uh, yeah, just got um, given a chance to do some stuff and I thought it was a good idea and they were paying me, I think, at the time. So, you know, why wouldn't you? Well, it was a, a fantastic day, I thought, yeah. for you two guys. Thank and you. considering you both have been out of the car for so long, you eight years and Richie had to be three years. Uh, yeah, into 19. Yeah. Mm. So uh, still fantastic effort. Yeah, no, I, th no, I think I, I agree. I think it was. And, and uh, you know, we're just unfortunately, that you, when you, you're too competitive, it, um, it, you, you sort of straight away go back into that mode. And I just, it's ridiculous. I don't know why. I shouldn't be after you know I don't I don't know what I was thinking we should have we should have would have could have achieved but anyway I think it was a good day. Now Tony you did hear Matt Payne in that interview with Greg Murphy and they both were aware I was recording the interview and both were happy for that conversation to be part of our show today. And finally let's hear from Lee Holdsworth who's making his final run as a full-time driver in the Supercars Championship, as he farewells the mountains. And while he didn't get the result that they would hope, he certainly again showed why he is a class act 
and certainly somebody that, uh, well, it's moved that he may well be back in a Walkinshaw car back in 2023. So here's from Lee. Well, Lee Holsworth, it was a very interesting day today. The the beginning was a much different finish to the start. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was one of those days where you had to avoid mistakes and um, you know, there were plenty of mistakes out there and you still had to be fast, you still had to be pushing but um, for some reason it was very easy to make a mistake today and if you did you'd end up in a gravel trap or, or in the grass and you couldn't get back on as we saw so um, yeah it was, a, it was a very hard day. Um, I enjoyed it though but you know that first stint was, was pretty enjoyable leading the field and um, I, I was happy with my start. Um, Matt Payne did a, a fantastic job. I was really, really stoked for him to, to bring it home in six and for his first, you know, Bathurst 1000. It's pretty cool. Last year on the top step, this year leading the charge as it was. How, did, how satisfying was that once again being back in it in the main game in your own deal? Yeah, it would have been more satisfying if I was ahead of the main drivers, but um, uh, it was still cool to be able to gap the gap the rest of the field and um and and get a, a good margin for our first pit stop um but yeah unfortunately we just didn't have the pace of the the top three at the end uh so sort i of felt like um maybe the car went away from us throughout the day uh the 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 conditions at the start suited our car much better and um and as the track dried out and got hotter we we lost some pace so um, we just lost some drive, and um, the rear just wasn't hanging on. So, anyway, it was a it was a battle towards the end. I, I made a mistake and lost a position to um, to Brock Feeney um, in the second last stint. But uh, you know, tried to keep the pressure on him for the last stint, but um, couldn't get him. So finished up uh, just outside the top five. It, it looked like your car right throughout the weekend was one of the fastest at different points through practice. Was that something you were concentrating on, just having trying to have the, the slickest, quickest car? I think everyone comes here to try and have the, the slickest, quickest car. But, uh, you know, we, we came here knowing that the weather was going to be very challenging and, and very mixed. Um, so, you know, we know that our cars perform quite well. The Penrite cars are, have always been pretty, pretty good in the wet. Um, so we weren't too fussed about the balance in the wet. We knew that it was going to be good, but then the dry was the issue, and we never really, the the main drivers never really got a completely dry track, um, apart from uh, P6. Um, so, yeah, and that was when I felt like well, maybe we're struggling, maybe we're a little bit off. Um, but you know, up over the top, I think we were one of the quickest, and um, down the bottom, but we we still lack a little bit in the straights. And is this now the last race at Bathurst, or is it co-driver's land for you from now on? Uh, yeah, that, that, it'll be co-driver land for me, for me um, when I return here. So, um, yeah, I'll look forward to coming back and challenging for another win. Two street races to, to finish up the year. What are you looking forward to out of Gold Coast and Adelaide? I love the two events that are coming up. You know, Gold Coast um, is a unbelievable track i love the street circuits i love putting it up against the walls and and trying to you know get that that risk versus reward sort of track um and get everything out of it it's very rewarding so um, i'm looking forward to that one plus my family will be up there and then for my final event at adelaide it's going to be cool to go back to the adelaide 500 but also for my final event as a main driver i'm gonna um you know i'll, I'll it's going to be pretty special for me and 
um, I'll have my family there again at that one and hopefully uh, finish off on a high. Well, hopefully this consistency will continue through and uh, you do get that opportunity to wave goodbye on a podium. Thanks very much. Cheers. Tony, quite a mixed bag of people, but all still having fascinating stories. And whilst there's a lot of discussions about will Declan Fraser be a main game driver, will Cameron Hill be a main game driver? It's going to be an interesting next two races, which all kicks off next weekend at the Gold Coast. Indeed it is. I'm very glad to be going back there again. It's been some years, of course, since the series has been there. Um, and this, of course, is a very different one because we've got two 250k races, solo driver races, which wasn't the case for many, many years. I think maybe as many as eight or nine years that we had those two driver events, part of the Pertec Enduro Cup, which is very sad that we're not going back to that format because I think there's an awful lot to be said for uh, having that three-round Enduro Cup. I understand, in fact, interestingly, it's been suggested that there could be a Sandown 500 again in 2023. So uh, while we're not saying goodbye to that track, we are going to see the return of a second Enduro. That would be fantastic news. So that will be it for Inside Supercars this week. We look forward to previewing the Gold Coast 500 in next week's show. The Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. <laughs> <laughs>